Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast formerly known as the BFGC Podcast. And I think we're just going to quit looking for names because it sucks. And we're going to go with the last one that we pulled out of a hat. And it's Salty Talk because I think it fits our discussions appropriately. And our attitudes about things. Pretty salty. Yeah. And we're on the East Coast and salty out here. So it's it's regionally accurate. Pretty much fits everything. Yeah, it does. All right. So it's Salty Talk. We are Salty Talk. I am Bobo, and with me is Keith. Hello. Colin is... Dying? Still indisposed. He's still in the bathroom. I think he's dying. He hasn't come out of the bathroom yet <laughs> for the last two weeks. We really should check. It It is starting to smell, and not like a normal bathroom smell. Like a corpse smell. I don't know what a corpse smells like. Now you do. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's been an extra week off here in between since E3 ended. Maybe a week and a bit. So the conference itself, underwhelming is a word that comes to mind. Very underwhelming. Not really, not really any, I'd, well, I would say no big news. Nothing that would you would be talking about for a long time. No, no big news. Some stuff that's, I guess, worthy of an update. Be like, hey, but I mean, a newsletter could have done for what the quality of what they were announcing. I think maybe that's just compared to last year when there was a lot of stuff. Yeah, for for us, um, you know, not being able to actually go to the E three conferences and and the Coliseum stuff uh, is very underwhelming. We don't get the hands on. We just have, and to. that's the majority of people. Exactly. So. We all want to see something new. We all want to have something to be excited for. I mean, you are still going to be excited for games, but all the games that were announced were announced last year, and they're still not going to come out till next year. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe there's a, a new era coming with the 4K systems and stuff like that, and the development takes a little longer. It could just be a down year. They announced a lot of stuff now last year with the, the VR... The Oculus stuff, the um, the augmented reality with the HoloLens. So, you know, maybe just next year there'll be a lot of stuff. We'll Hopefully it. it won't be just as like this year because this, this year sucked. So let's talk about this year then. We had some predictions and some of them were pretty on the money. We had the price point of the Xbox Scorpio Yep, on the money. Pun intended. But it's no longer called the Scorpio. No. They changed it. I don't know why they would do that. I don't know either. Probably for the abbreviation, let's be honest. I Well, yeah. So it's the Xbox One X, which abbreviates to Xbox. It's so stupid. <laughs> stupid and clever, I guess. It's all marketing. I hate it. But they talked about the Scorpio chip that's inside. Yeah, yeah, now the Scorpio's a chip. They should have just called it the Scorp- kept calling it Scorpio because they've been calling it that for, what, a year and a half? And I like that name. And nobody has complained about it. They've yeah. all been like, that's a pretty good name. Now that everyone's like, well, that's a stupid name now. Why, why the hell did you change the name? Now it's going to be, oh, I have a we- Xbox One X. You have the Xbox One S? No, no, the Xbox One X. Is that the new one or the on uh, not so new one? People are just going to call it the Scorpio. Yeah. The community, yeah. As, it, as it were. Take that, Microsoft. Call it whatever the hell we want. Now, one thing with the presentation of the Xbox Scorpio, I didn't get any reason to actually buy the console out of the conference. So we talked about having the system come out with a game. It needed to come out with a game. And they're not going to come out with a game. They're going to come out with upscaling on five specific games, like Gears, mm-hmm. Forza, you know, the most popular ones. And then uh, they'll upscale the 1080p a little bit more. than. Yeah. But the 4K gaming is for those fives, and then they're going to increase it as the categories as go, they go on. But nothing new. Like, people are expecting Gears 5, maybe, maybe a Halo game. Nothing. No. And they didn't even give an update on the Oculus, 
which is supposed to be paired with Scorpio, which also, I guess, is kind of a good thing, because then they'd be trying to sell you on, buy our system that's designed to work with Oculus for $500, and then buy an Oculus, which is also going to cost you six and $700. So now the question is, are they going to come out with the Oculus before next year's E3? Like, have their own little advertisement before it or are they going to introduce that again next year i think at this point you need to wait because to expect people to re-up and buy the new xbox scorpio and then to go drop another several hundred dollars within the same calendar year to get oculus i mean people will do it but you're not going to have a it's not going to be the big seller off the bat you get your top end buyers, of course, yeah, and then the casuals they're they're gonna get it if it pans out eventually, but then you're looking at a weak release, which then hurts the outlook of the oculus and then hurts the chances of actually people buying it down the road but Sony did this, they came up with the four ninety nine upscale four k and then the seven hundred dollar v r How's it going for them pretty good. Are they selling their VR? They they're selling it. People are looking for it. All right, well, don't listen to me then. Xbox, do whatever the fuck you want. Well, I'm just you know <laughs> I'm just playing the devil's advocate here. I can tell you. So I right if now, there are going to be people who are going to buy it, why yeah. not put it out? I mean, maybe the, the development's behind, and maybe they have no games for it. I guess the Minecraft stuff. Yeah, but I guess they're focusing on the 4K right now. I don't know. I don't work for the head office. Yeah. I wish I did because I'd make better decisions, <laughs> like naming stuff. But Yeah. I, don't, I, I didn't see any reason to buy an Xbox Scorpio at this point. So let's talk about the system. The system is loaded. It is. But, I mean, if I, all I cared about was gaming hardware, I'd just be like calling and buy a gaming computer. It's interesting now, too, because with the Xbox coming out with this system, what they say is probably going to be the last console they make because the next thing is gaming. It's basically a high-end gaming PC now, liquid cooling. But they have cross-play between the Xbox and Microsoft now on the PC. So why are they keeping console gaming Separate? Separate still. I don't know. For kids? For the people, so they can sell a $500 system instead of a $1,200 system probably? Yeah, it's a better entry point. I don't know. I don't believe the Mets the last console either. I mean, maybe it's the last time they'll change a name and they're just going to call everything an Xbox One Double X, Xbox One Triple X, you know. But it's always going to need more, like, computer gaming technology keeps increasing, getting better, and advancing. Why would they think that they're not going to have to improve this? It isn't at the point, like, they didn't say where anything is upgradable in the sense that you just pop, you know, pop this out, pop something in, pop memory out, new memory, that's, well, that's what pop I the video out, pop it in, where it's just a modular console, which is just a computer. <laughs> We're at a weird point it's, in gaming. Yeah. It's well, and then the funny thing is, they showed they showed a lot of games that would you know look very nice in 4K, but then they showed a ton of indie games. Yeah, which don't need 4K. Which don't need 4K. Don't need anything. So, Xbox right now is in a very weird point. Yeah, what are you trying to sell people on? Yeah. The fun of gaming, how gaming looks, how good the puddles look on the racetrack. <laughs> oh, let's not talk Forza. Yeah, we don't talk Forza on this podcast. No. Nope. You know what we do talk on this podcast? Destiny. Yes. No new gameplay from Destiny. Nope. But a new trailer. It was Lots of Nathan Fillion. Underwhelming trailer. It was. They're not really giving anything. I chuckled. They probably, they did have a lot of stuff. Like, Destiny had their own briefing, 
with the big show. And they had stuff there and the Coliseum hands-on stuff. But I didn't really see any gameplay during the briefings. that I I gather it's just going to be a fancier version of Destiny. Yeah. Where they make you restart. They come up with a conceit at the start of the game to take all your power away to make you just start at the square one. Yep. Now, Destiny was during Sony's briefing, but they later announced that for everyone, the veteran players who've been playing since year one, will have access to emblems that no one else will have access to as long as you achieved certain events during specific times, which I think is a little better. Yeah. Now, is that, you mean... Do you have to have completed the moment of triumphs things? Stuff like that. Yeah, there's about, I think I think there's six or seven things that you have to Okay. Yeah. So not just completing the moments of triumph. Like there was three books, wasn't there? There's three books, but completing the moments of triumph during year one. Yeah, okay. Like doing the stuff when you yeah. had, a, like... Because um, I didn't com- complete any book all the way through. Okay. But I definitely did a lot of things. Yeah, so you won't get anything. Fuck. So being there since day year one, you're not going to get anything because you didn't complete all the stuff. Which I don't think is fair for you, but then again, you should have completed it. Well, you know, Keith, there was these times I tried to go on raids, and I can't recall what happened. That wasn't me. But it just didn't pan out. Let's not get into that conversation <laughs> right now. When's the beta? Middle of next month? Yeah, I'm gonna play July 18th for the Sony and July 19th for Xbox and then PC. I think is July. It's the 19th for Xbox PC pre-orders, and then it's open like the 20th or 21st for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, for pre-orders and then it's an open beta on the 22nd. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to play it. Because, you know, you're going to have to play the beta because they will give you beta testing emblems and stuff like that, like yeah. they did with the first one. So if you want to collect everything... And I just want to play more Destiny. Yeah, I do too. I haven't really played much over the last month and a half because there's there's no need to play that game now where nothing is going forward. If, if you were able to keep things like ships and stuff, mm. yes, I would continue to play. But they really let me down there. But I've been going on about that since <laughs> they have announced it um <clears throat> they also announced that there will be one more trials and one more iron banner in august and that will be it forever for those apparently so no iron banner in destiny 2 no for destiny 1 oh okay destiny oh. 1 is still going to be available to play but they're not going to do any more updates for it oh well I don't care. I haven't played it in months. I'm not going to play it before the new one comes out. Which is weird, too, because in the in December they had an event going on. And in this event, you, you got certain items. And a year previous to that, you got the raisins, for instance. And then you yeah. if you kept the raisins, you got a specific item in an, in the event again the next year. So there were a couple of things you got this year, but no one knows what they're for. So do they have an idea in mind and they just completely, you know, throw it out the window? Well, no, they might, like, games in development for so many years in advance, they know when it's coming out. So what's the point of those? There must be something. But if it's year one stuff, nothing from year one's going to year two or Destiny two. But maybe it's just year two stuff that's in year one right now. Uh, well, we'll see. Yeah, then it's just semantics. <laughs> Speaking of Destiny, EA's got a Destiny competitor coming, Anthem, and I like the look of it. I'm intrigued by it at least. It looks different. It looks like a big open world. Uh, it looks like it could be very fun. I like how they introduced it, too. Because you're like in a marketplace and you don't know how the game's going to go. Yeah. And then you jump in a suit and then you go fight stuff. Yeah. 
fly around, fight stuff, shoot stuff, so you get different classes again. Similar to Destiny. I had the, you know, I thought of the Division more than Destiny when I was watching this gameplay trailer because of how they were introducing the characters and pretending to be friends online. Yeah. I think Destiny and the Division had some similarities as it was with the loot, things like that. Yeah. The Division tried to set itself apart with the Wasteland Zone or whatever the hell they called it. I can't even so remember the anymore. De- yeah, the Dead Zone or... I forget. Like, the game's terrible. Apparently the game's better now, but we'll not get into that conversation. Yeah. So if it it's more of a loot-based system where you don't have to fight other players to get better loot. Yeah. There's a PvP and a PvE. Then this game will definitely be a contender. I think they'll have learned from the fact that the division dropped. <laughs> what was it? Ninety percent of its player base in three months. Yep. Whereas Destiny decidedly did not drop its player base in three months. Increased it. Increased. Went on for a couple of years, and now is launching a sequel that's very highly anticipated. So, if it's going to be anything, it's going to be the the PvP. Loot based, nothing like the division. So with all these games coming out, like Anthem and Destiny and the Division, and the, this is obviously the way the gaming for the higher, you know, people with more money. It will be hard. It's going to be hard pressed to get some Destiny fans to go to Anthem, for instance, because these games require a lot of time. To yeah, play. I think they can't release it anywhere near Destiny Two. No. It definitely needs to be several months afterwards, whatever their timeline is looking at. It can't be around any big Destiny 2 launch. As long as Destiny 2 launches with good receptions, good gaming, you know, keeps so, momentum. Yeah, and they can't launch it during an expansion of Destiny either. So yeah. it would have to be like a month and a half to two months after an expansion yeah. drops because there's a, usually a five-month gap between yeah. expansions. They got to get it on a downswing after the other launch or an expansion in order to get their player base. Yeah. So if they do that, and when I, I'm definitely buying it, yeah. and it's it rivals Destiny, then that will draw me away from Destiny. Yeah, you, then that's how they're going to be able to steal people away. But it's they got to time it right, and they got and it has to be good. Yeah, it looks good. The look the of it Xbox. is definitely good. That's abbreviation for Xbox One X. <laughs> and well, with the EA games, what's the other? What's another EA game that have similar to that, like third person Battlefront, obviously. Battlefront Two, Battlefront Two, Battlefront Two, which also we saw some stuff from. The look has always been phenomenal. Shooting is not the best. But it's something that Battlefront 2 said it improved. And Destiny is a very good shoot. Shooting mechanics are very good. So that's one thing. If you're just comparing, if the shooting mechanics are similar to Battlefront, you're going to have a lot of problem competing with Destiny. Because I did not like shooting stuff in Battlefront. The other thing, too, is Destiny's going to the PC, and the PC is going to have a lot more PvP players who you know the high mpv players they're going to leave console and go to pc because of the keyboard and mouse yeah so, which i don't care i still can't wrap my so tiny that, brain around. that can help the anthem players or the anthem game potentially could but that's the politics of it yeah ea is not putting it on pc uh not that i saw oh well I'm sure we'll hear more. Yep. Um, other EA stuff. Predictions. One prediction. Well, no, it wasn't a prediction. It was a, my wish list. I want to see more Final Fantasy VII. And we got none. So, screw you, Square Enix. Yep. Nothing. And Nintendo. They Did Nintendo not usually do an E3 thing? They do. They just basically phone it in. Huh. I think last was it last year he showed up at the E three conference. Like I, I forget what they have last same place probably. But yeah. 
Um, yeah, they just phone one in. They just have like a an hour video. They go through it, and then they have. Yep. So what do we get at Nintendo? New Mario, which looks cool. New Mario Chrono Trigger. New Metroid. Metroid. New Kirby. Basically, what you expect from Nintendo. Yeah. Um, they if, play. They play pretty close to chest. And if so. you want to hear like seven hours of talk about the Nintendo E3, uh, go over to the Warp Wimps, and uh, I'm sure they'll have a plenty. The Warp Whistle. Just because Colin is hurt, can't call him a wimp. <laughs> okay, He'll be dying. The Warp. Go over to the Warp dead. Whistle. They'll have guaranteed seven eight hours solid talk about Nintendo's E3 stuff. Uh, so. Yeah. If Colin was here, we would talk more because he is our Nintendo guy. He is. So. It looked cool. I, I watched some stuff. I, I, sk- I, I will admit, I skipped through a lot of it. <laughs> but, but the stuff that I stopped on looked cool, and I liked it. Like Metroid. Yeah. I'll get the new Mario game because, you know, it's the staple. But. Uh, yeah, you get it. Mario games. Um, new Assassin's Creed. Ancient Egypt is now the setting. Yeah, completely out of left field for me. I know we talked about it and we we knew yeah. the rumors, but the confirmation. Well, I mean, they've been dropping pretty steady at this point. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it. It looks, it looks okay. They've never really had a problem with the look. I mean, the cities and stuff have always looked cool. Um, I feel like now all Assassin's Creed games are just going to be the same. There's not going to be anything new. I, like I always preach, is I want them to become modern. Bring it to the modern world. Because then you can bring in different things. Keeping it back in time, it's just going to be the same thing in a different city. Jumping off pyramids into bales of hay. Yep. <laughs> now, what Ubisoft did show, and what I've been pumping forever, is they a pirate game called Skull and Bones. That's entirely based off of the ship mechanics from Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah, which is the best. Which was the best thing Assassin's Creed ever did. It's so fun. And now they just made an entire game that is sailing around in pirate ships, attacking other pirate ships, and that, well, that's it. That's all. <laughs> I mean, what more do you need? You don't need more than that. You're attacking more <laughs> other pirate ships. Looks awesome. Looks so cool. The gameplay looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, graphics, I, you could, no point in talking about graphics now because a lot of the, the yeah. high-end games are going to look great. But just going around shooting other ships? Come on. I did it for so long. Like, because in a, in Black Flag, it's like you could just decide I'm going to drive around, find some ships, sink them, or capture them, or do whatever, and it was really fun. Now, is I don't know if they gave this away or not in the gameplay because I just focused on the battling the ships, but I'm assuming there's a campaign mission to it only. There's no PvP or anything like that. I think it's both. Really? Yeah. That'd be so fun. Because I think what it is. Can you team if up I remember them? correctly from it, can you T-bone them? <laughs> no, team up with, like, you and I go on the same ship. Oh. T-bone. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Why no, I was going to say, you definitely can. <laughs> One of the ships is specifically designed for ramming other ships. Um, I think what I recall seeing is, like, it's it's like a PvP thing where you're both in a map. If Say there's two people. And you have to go around and sink merchant ships and take the loot, and whoever's got the most loot is the winner. But then if you come across the other player, too, then you can also attack them and be like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, that game sink is going so fun. And then the computer AI shows up with the pirate hunters, which are like the big, massive ships, then you have to run away because they'll fuck your shit up. I hope there's like ghost ships and stuff like that. that you have to... Yeah. Because there's one in, like, Assassin's Creed. There's a ship that you can't beat, basically. Yeah. Ah, oh, this be so fun. Yep, Skull and Bones. Can't wait for that. Super pumped for it. 
that was that, that's my highlight of E3, just because I had so much fun playing that. Yeah. So Sony, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Sony because we talked a lot about Xbox. They were very underwhelming during the briefing. They just showed the same games they showed last year, except a different trailer of them. Now I will admit, Days Gone looks like a game that can you know blow everything out of the water because it looks oh, it looks different. Now the the gameplay they showed this time was more story driven. Showed you a mission, not just like an intro type thing. I'm definitely gonna pick that game up. There's no question. Yeah. Kind of got a Dead Rising feel out of it, a little bit. And another game I can't put my finger on. Kind of Left for Dead. I don't know. A little Left for Deady. But I like that. I feel like it's just going to be a game at the end of the day where you just do the same thing over and over again until the game is over. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is most games. Yeah. Some are more it's, repetitive than others. It's a common theme. So they also did just another gameplay of uh, God of War, which again is not even going to be released until 2018. So who cares? I yeah, guess. I'd hate when they do that. What's the point? So they showed it last year. Everyone was really happy. And then they showed it again this year and the game's not coming out anytime soon. They're not, they don't even have a specific time. It's just early 2018. At least with Final Fantasy, they were like, we're doing it, but it's going to take us a long time. We're just letting everyone know we're doing it. Yeah, I still want to see something yeah. this year with it. But, but with God of War, it's like, oh, we got a new God of War game. And then a year later, yeah. Remember that game we showed you last year? Here's another part still, of it. Still making that God of War game. Sorry. Uh, we probably should not have showed you last year. Um. Then they showed... A couple of fan favorites like Col- Ma- Colossus. Shadow of Colossus. Shadow of Colossus. Yeah. And Monster Hunter looked. <laughs> Bringing back Shadow of Colossus because what was the other one? It was the same guy who they were working on the game forever. This is the Shadow of Colossus guys. I can't remember. It was like the, it was like every year. It was like at E3. Like, oh, we're making it. We're making it. We're making it. And then it, it never get released. And finally got released and it just wasn't very good. Oh, the one with like that furry dog. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of the name. Of exactly, because it. it sucked. So there's like, oh well, let's just let's just redo Shadow of Colossus and fancy graphics and see if that gets us money. <laughs> like throwing dirt in someone's face. Ah, <laughs> oh. uh, and then of course their VR. They showed a lot of VR stuff. Mind you, it would be cool to play Skyrim in VR, and apparently Fallout is going to be VR, which. Well, I mean, any first-person game is going to have a chance to translate to VR. Yeah, but that is a niche market because not everyone can afford a $700 unit. Yeah. But other than that... It still seems like such a novelty to me. But if you talk to anyone who has a VR, they do not say one negative thing about it. They love it. And I always ask the same question. I I, I asked them, can you play for hours? Like, can you play two, three hours without having taken off? Some people can't. Others can't. So, there's not really anything negative other than that, really. Like The only way I can see it working and, and actually, like, being able to play it is just, you know, when it's more like you're just wearing the screen on your face. And you're, you know, you're just using a controller. You can move around and interact with the environment a bit. And yeah, like it would be cool and useful and I would do it, but it's like, do I really need to do this when I could just not spend $800 in this headgear and just play the game? And it'd be on my television right there. And I could spend $800 on a television. I don't know. If you have the money, buy it. If not, though, I was talking to someone who came up with a really good idea. They bought a shag carpet and they put it in their gaming area because they always have people come over. And if you start to go off the shag carpet, you know you're going too far because at the end of the day, it can be a dangerous device. Yeah. I've heard of some people falling into their coffee table and 
getting badly injured. So. That's the other thing. You got to like prepare a space for it and stand up sometimes. Ugh. Stand up? Like, come on. Can't you just put me in a floating chair or just senses my intended movements? Now, if they have a floating chair, like a surrogate type thing. Like a haptic feedback chair? Yeah. But that'd be like $1,500. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting out of hand. But that's it. That's Sony. Sony's briefing was super underwhelming. Apparently their Coliseum stuff was great, but they're just showing gameplay of games that are coming out next year. I don't know. E3, do better next year. Yeah, they need to do better next year. 100%. Or we're just spoiled. Or, I'll tell you this, if they're not better next year, I'm going to be much more aggressive when I tell them to be better the following year. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to the one the following year. I'm going to say, hey, you really need to be better next year. Or they can just give us a ticket to next year's so we can see what it's like to be there. And then we'll be like, oh, this is awesome because we actually hear and not I feel it like it's warm. Like when you're there. Weather-wise? Yeah. I'm sure they have air conditioning. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like you're in, like it's, where is it? San Diego? San Francisco? San Diego? California. It's in California. Yeah. So it's really warm there. Global warming. Hashtag Trump. And there's a lot of TVs and computers. In one room. That's a lot of heat. There's multiple rooms. Oh, that. Oh, well, then. Whatever. I won't turn the ticket down. What a weird thing to complain about. (laughs) You don't send us to E3 because it's too warm there. (laughs) Forgive me. Hashtag salty talk. (laughs) That's a a good point. Moving on. Yeah, so that's E3. That's video games in a nutshell. Um, On some TV stuff. Silicon Valley's ending this week. Great as usual. Yeah, real good. Strong season. They've all been strong. I found this year maybe maybe weaker on the comedy. Like, it was still funny. There's still lots of funniness, but there was no real, like, you know, you got to watch this one scene. This one scene is hilarious. There is wasn't it, a lot of that. Is it because T.J. Miller's leaving? No, because he didn't know he was leaving until after they finished filming. Okay. He filmed like the last scene and then he said, you know what? I think this is, we should just end on that. So that had nothing to do with it. Any of his character arc this year. It's more so just the story is stronger. They're doing like the story stuff is really good. They did a really good job with stuff. Haley Joel Osment was in it and he was awesome. And again, it's still lots of funny. Just if I had to say, you know, I can't even remember what they were, but there were scenes in the first couple seasons where it's like, Oh, well, like the dick to floor ratio scene. And, you know, you could pick out one scene. Like, you got to watch this one thing. It's it's hilarious. Fuck, that was so good. Yeah. There was less of that, but still being very strong comedy-wise. It's a uh, Jared show. had a split personality at one point. You know, the, the tall, nerdy guy. Yeah. Where he had, he was on hold, on hold with one of the companies. And then when the guy's like, oh, you just got to pretend you're... Uh, uh, Dinesh said, pretend you're like uh, transferred to your supervisor and then just you're still on the phone. So he did that, but then he just, he's like, oh, do an impression of someone who's got confidence. So he did, and he was called Ed Chambers. And then he was just like super aggressive. So he'd be on, there'd be him on the phone, be like, one second, I'll transfer you to my supervisor. Yo, it's Ed. Hey, that dickhead Jared keep you on hold for long? I literally eat his lunch every day, man. No, I literally eat his food. <laughs> and then he tells Richard that he had to fire Ed Chambers. And he's like, but he's not real. It was hilarious. Yeah. Do you think the show should end in like five or six seasons? Yes. Or will it? Yes. Okay, good. It's HBO. I feel like HBO knows what they're doing. 
for the most part, knows what they're doing and doesn't tend to let shows just roll on forever. If HBO ever listens to this, please bring back Carnival. It's not going to happen. Oh, God damn it. That's why I said please. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's ending. And as that's ending, Preacher is starting. I hope the season this season's better than the first season. I think it will be because now they're actually going to be able to do comic stories where in the first season they were trying to not get far into any of the comics and more just introduce you to all the characters you're going to be needing to know. Plus they probably have an extra couple of dollars to film the this season since they've renewed it actually watch the first season probably so So it's going to help i think being able to actually get into the material because they really didn't touch most of it no in season one and the great part is you know that there's an end to the material yeah they're not going to go beyond what the ending is but they could probably get six or seven seasons out of it easily yeah because i found the the back half of the first season it was rough it was weak story-wise Everyone in it is awesome. Dominic yeah. Cooper's awesome. That's what keeps you watching. Yeah, Ruth Negga's awesome. The the I can't remember the guy who plays the vampire Casty. Great. great. So everyone who's in it does a great job. It's just the story was bad. Not well, not bad, weak. So fingers crossed, it's gonna be stronger. We'll find out soon. Tulip is my girl. We'll find out soon. <laughs> I like her. She's classy. So classy is a word, yeah. Yeah. Um, Keith, did you see Transformers? I did. I I saw it <laughs> and paid for it twice. That's how good it was. You didn't pay for it twice. Well, yeah, technically I did. You paid for two tickets. Twice. I guess. And I paid for two tickets. Because we're idiots. Well, Jen. <laughs> so we apologize for upping... The Transformers box office, as minimal as it was in the end, we made it higher than it needed to be. So this movie happened. Uh, it happened. It was two hours and 29 minutes long. It started. It wasn't even out <laughs> of the Paramount stars. They didn't even connect <laughs> when explosions started happening. Oh, there were so many explosions in that movie. Now, I will give give... The movie, credit for, you know, the the look, the feel. The first 45 minutes, the first half hour to 45 minutes was good. Yeah. It It was was actually, it was good. It It was was going good good. places. No, I I wouldn't say very good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll stick with good. Yeah. Like some of, you know. Because the story made sense in a way. Enough sense for a Transformers movie. Yeah. Giant robots. It was, you know, where they were going with it. Yeah. The action was cool. The scenes were shot pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Michael Bay, he can shoot a scene. Yeah. But then the last... The last... Oh, man. Now, we're going to talk spoilers, but you can't spoil this movie. No, there's nothing to spoil. It's fucking... I don't even know. I started to fall asleep. There were so many explosions. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Just like how... There were so many explosions, I started to just nod off. I don't know what part of... Well, okay. I do know exactly what part they lost me. <laughs> so they have these, the characters introduced and blah, blah, blah. And you meet Anthony Hopson's character, which, by the way, was amazing in this movie. He had a great time. But they're trying to save the world. But in the process, don't mind killing people along the they way. They killed so many people. And laugh about it. <laughs> they were laughing about people dying. Just murdering innocent humans. That's pretty much where I... I was like, this is funny, but doesn't make sense. Oh, he was like laughing and giving the finger to people as they were dying. Oh my God, that was so funny. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but yes, the movie was terrible. And there was one scene in particular that I just can't get past. Uh, it's, well, Optimus Prime. I think most people know that he becomes possessed. And then they have a Batman versus Superman Does moment. he become possessed? I mean, his eye color changed, but he's a robot, so that's just different LED lights. 
He has that red thing on his face. That's just paint. But it's on one side of his face, and then when you look at Megatron, it's on his face too. So anyway, let's not get into the... Didn't Megatron die and he became Galvatron or whatever in the last one? Anyway. Why does he have that giant sword? Why does he keep Megatron keep swinging the sword around into stuff when he's like trying to talk? He's negotiating a prisoner exchange, and he just keeps smashing his sword in the ground, like digging holes with it. And it's well, like, I what mean, are you it's, doing? It's Stop. Intimidation. You know, you're talking to humans, and you're a big fucking robot. Why would you need? Because they're like in the in an open field, and they're like, okay, we're gonna give you some of your friends back. And he hits the ground with his sword. Yeah, I want my buddy Mohawk. And they're like, okay. Smash, dig hole. Can but you anyway, knock it off? Getting back to this point. So Optimus Prime is back to being good, I guess. Well, yeah, because Bumblebee uh, yeah. said, wait, I'm your best friend. In his real voice, but... Which he doesn't have a voice box, so it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how that happened. No. Wait, I'm your best friend. And then he goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about the movie out loud, it makes it even worse. It just stops... But after Stop that trying scene, to murder the good guys. They all have. They all gather underneath <laughs> the boss fight, I guess, if you want to call it that. And he has this epic speech. Well, epic in the movie. Yeah. And then he flies away, and he doesn't come back for like fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes back riding on the dragon. Yeah. He was. He didn't go to get the dragon. We knew where the dragon was the whole time. I don't know. I just and why was he on the dragon? Like, why were the dragon is like 12 different Transformers robots that are all like two or three times Optimus Prime size. Like, just just be yourselves, dudes, and that's more than enough to murder all the bad guys and win the day instead of flying around as your one dragon. They already have a mega Transformer with the dinosaurs that never... Yeah, came. but Grimlock was embarrassed. Because he murdered because nice people? He was high. he somehow tunneled underground... Under a highway, and then jumped up out of the highway <laughs> onto the bad guys' care, uh, convoy. But they weren't bad guys. Yeah, they were still bad guys. They were military guys. Yeah, but they're trying to shoot them and stuff. But then he tripped coming out of the ground, and he like <laughs> landed sideways on them, <laughs> blew up their cars, and then he was like, oh, "I'm so embarrassed. I gotta go home. I can't. I can't be involved." And they're like, "No, like we need you. We need you to fight Megatron." No, I can't. I'm, I'm just, I'm ashamed that I fell down. I don't know if you noticed this in in the movie, but where they get tracked to the junkyard, and then they come and collect them, and then they go to that abandoned city, and then the butler comes. Yeah, why are there so many abandoned cities around too? And that abandoned city went from having like. You know, an old west, like, it looked like it was like a street in the old west where there's like these two-story wooden houses, and then all of a sudden they're on a skyscraper. With people inside. But, but like three people, because it was like was a, a janitor. Yeah, a janitor, a guy sitting in front of the elevator. Yeah. But, anyway, <laughs> after this that scene where he's like, I gotta go to, with, me and Bumblebee are gonna fly with this C-3PO character, yeah. which they said... C-3PO knockoff and then they took the little girl back to the junkyard they know you're there yeah why would you go back to your base and then John Goodman's character what's his name the tank guy oh I don't know didn't he get killed and then he was just alright the next scene like what happened to him no he just got shot Megatron shot him and then he just gets up afterwards yeah well he's a giant robot oh my god Anyway. Oh, and it turns out this whole time the government has been trying to uh, kick the Transformers off of Earth, but Earth is actually Unicron, so Earth is a Transformer, and we've been trying to kick them off their own planet, which means, I don't know, we are also related to Transformers, except we're biological and they're robot. I don't know. Earth is Unicron, though. Unicron's also a bad guy. Yeah, so we're bad guys. So weird. We grew up on a bad guy. And apparently, I don't know if this is true, I didn't fact check this because it's too ridiculous to even consider, but he has. they want to make 14 more Transformer movies. Do you remember how Bumblebee fought in World War II? 
Oh, yeah, he murdered a lot of people. I missed that episode of Band of Brothers. But, um, yeah, Bumblebee was around in World War II. Whatever. What? Yeah, okay. He's like 700 years old. And he was fighting with the Allies in World War II. But no one knew about Transformers. How did nobody know about Transformers? But he was fighting in a relatively mainline unit in the army. It's not like they were, like, you know, super secret. Unless, unless. This whole time, it's in the Men in Black universe, and Transformers are working for the Men in Black. So what you're saying is we're going to have a crossover movie between the Transformers, G.I. Joe, because they've already been talking about that, Men in Black, and 21 Jump Street. I will definitely give my money if they do that. 100%. Man, that'd be so good. The Rock, Will Smith, Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum. And Tommy Lee. No, he won't be in it. Why not? I don't know. He wasn't even in the last one. It was Josh Brolin. He was still in it. Yeah. He's an old man. All right. And bring Josh Brolin. Time travel. Bruce Willis from G.I. Joe. Just a pencil. It <laughs> Brenda? He will have been conscripted into the Men in Black. He is Will Smith's new partner. Their rival team that they keep getting in fights with in a turf war, even if you will, is Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum. Who are also in the Men in Black. Then Ice Cube becomes Ice Cube best friends. Oh, yeah. 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Becomes best friends with Megatron and becomes the bad guy. Yeah. They team up. They I'm, team up. I'm, I'm liking it. Because he's, he's a badass. Yeah. And then... I don't even know. I don't even know where you go from I don't even that. care, really doesn't really matter. No. I mean, you don't need a story with Transformers. I mean, A, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> B, it wouldn't matter if it did happen. Cause we forgot to mention the billions of people that died in Transformers. Oh, yeah. Billions. And I'm not even exaggerating. I would say at least a billion people died. No, a planet crashed into Earth. Like another planet smashed Earth. It showed Hong Kong getting annihilated. It showed Hong Kong, but in reality, the majority of China, probably into India and Pakistan, was all scraped away. And this was 20 minutes before by another planet got the planet fixed. Well, that's not... Oh. And it doesn't even come up. They don't even talk about the fact that, holy shit, guys, two billion people are dead. The Earth is never going to be the same. There's another planet basically attached to us right now. And we are another planet. We are a transformer. Our planet is a transformer that's alive. My God, that movie was just... doesn't make sense. Anyway. <sighs> okay, I need to yeah, stop talking about transformers. Oh. I'm getting salty. Yeah, I'm so salty. Uh, let's finish it up with this. Spider-Man's coming in a couple of weeks. We talked about it on the last podcast. That we are not... High on the movie. Not high on the movie at all, no. Some critic, The critics, I guess, social media embargo had lifted yesterday or a couple of days ago. And they say very good things. Good to very good, we'll say. Very positive. Now, are they blinded by the Marvel Universe? These are the same critics, or at least some of the same critics that were high on Wonder Woman. Coming out of Wonder Woman, same guys like who are tweeting this stuff. I saw one comparison that said it's like a combination of Spider-Man and Can't Hardly Wait. Which is a 90s reference if I've ever heard one. That doesn't mean anything good. Uh, Can't Hardly Wait was great. <sighs> Jennifer Love Hewitt was the bomb in that movie. All right, this is um, two weeks. <laughs> we'll come back. I still haven't seen anything to change my mind about it. 
I'm just saying these guys have seen it. They are not shitting on us. So maybe it is going to be good. And I will be happy to be wrong and have it be good. Because if there's anything we deserve, it's a good Spider-Man movie. We didn't even talk about the game. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man the game, too. But I hate Spider-Man, so fuck it. You do hate Spider-Man? I hate Spider-Man, but I liked him in Civil War. But Civil War wasn't a good movie. It was an okay movie. An okay movie, a few really good scenes. Right? So the Marvel Universe is ingrained into our bloods now, obviously, having 50 movies done in the last 20 years, but... It's their team up. The team up movies are weak. I think, I think critics are just basically going to be lenient on them because they're not. All the Marvel movies aren't really good. There's a no. couple of good ones, like Winter Soldier's almost perfect. Yeah, but that's that's it. Winter like, Soldier, there's Guardians. A, there's a gap between Winter Soldier and everything else. No, Winter Soldier and Guardians, I I would put at the very top. Maybe not the same type of movie, but quality-wise, they're my two that are at the very top. I'll I'll give you that. But then there's definitely a break, because from the other ones, I mean, we're talking the first Iron Man and the first Thor, I guess would be the next ones, as far as quality. And there's definitely a difference. The Avengers was okay. There's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of good scenes in it. But anyway, um, we're getting too deep into that conversation. Wait, so yeah, I think that's all we got for now. Yeah. So please let us know if you like the name Salty, because clearly we're getting salty again. The yeah. end there. <laughs> Real salty about the transformers. And uh, if you are concerned about Colin, hashtag Colin get better. Hashtag. Colin What's Forbes? that smell? <laughs> Hashtag Colin's Forbes. Hashtag CC. Hashtag Colin's Forbes. Hashtag get well soon. And if he is... is if he <laughs> Hashtag is looking for out, a replacement. Yeah. Check out the Warp Whistle for Nintendo News. And uh, Hashtag Warp Wimps. See you in two weeks. Thank you for listening. I hope you made this far. Bye.